Bezor is a solid mass of ingestible material that accumulates in your digestive tract, sometimes causing blockage. Bezoars usually form in the stomach, sometimes in the small intestine, or rarely the large intestine. They occur in children and adults. But basically, it's from like when people like eat a bunch of hair. It's like a disorder. But that's what Derrick Henry's hair looks like, is a fucking Bezoar. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's all recorded. How much can I use? Can I use it all? I don't give a shit. Okay, uh, give me one second here. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. It is time to sit down and write a new intro. We got to write a new intro. Welcome back. Let's huddle up. It's a football podcast. <laughs> What's so funny? Yes, we do. Yeah, it's no, time. We, we talked mean, about that a few weeks we ago. We talked about I it mean, weeks ago, and we didn't even... It's we, work. We, no, it's not that much work. It's, it'll take us... I, I tell you, it's take us a half hour to figure this out, and we can okay. spread, spread it out over a whole day. Like, it's not even like a whole half hour dedicated to this. I mean, we're talking about like 45 words here. Okay, guys? <laughs> we didn't even, we haven't even sat down and talked about this since the show that I said we were going to change the episode. So let's fucking change this. Welcome back. Hi. It's Huddle Up. It's a football podcast. It's a Thursday edition recorded on a Wednesday. And there was a lot to talk about this week. The trade deadline. Um, there are, there are teams that are, com- that are crumbling before our eyes. I, I think the, to me, there were so many things that I couldn't sit down and figure out like a linear path through a show. So I just felt like we just had to, honestly, I felt like we needed to just throw this together. What's not, what's the craziest thing or what's the wildest thing? I'm trying to say, what is, what is something that's happened this week that's relevant? Because there's literally so much of it that the show sheet could have been an hour long in one week. It, it's a very rare thing, but that's where we're at. This is the hot and heavy. So I'll turn it over um, turn it over to Corey here. I want you to pick a player that, hap- that has news within the last week or two. I mean, we can stretch it out a little bit before the previous episode even. But pick a player that has news that's relevant that we want to talk about and discuss. And that's literally the show. We're going to pick players. We're going to do the best bets of the week. And then at the end of the show, Corey and Daniel have five minutes to make a trade. And in, in, in what league is this? A dynasty league? What's the what's the rules? Yeah, it's your dynasty league, your home dynasty league that we were invited to, Tony. So this is uh, it's our. This involves all three of us. It's our league, sir. It's our. our okay. Our league. Well, yes. Now it is. No, I mean like we're league. we're all in this together. Yeah, but, I mean really, it's my league, but. We, ah! yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess, I mean, I, I guess this really isn't my pick, but Henry Ruggs, obviously everybody knows the news this week, uh, killed somebody driving what was reportedly 150 miles per hour, double the legal limit of alcohol blood level. I mean, the Raiders just lost their 12th overall pick from the 2020 draft. Um, uh, that's a pretty big deal. Obviously, you know, you feel bad for... 
you know, the person that lost their life. Um, horrible decision by Henry Ruggs, but, you know, the Raiders spent a lot of capital on him, and it just goes to show how one stupid decision can – I mean, his future's done. I doubt he'll ever play in the league again. I expect him to serve jail time, so he's done, and, you know, the Raiders spent capital on that, so – or they spent their draft capital on Henry Ruggs, so – their future's in jeopardy, or at least, you know, a big piece of their future is gone now. So, um, a big, un, you know, something we didn't expect to happen kind of showed up here in the middle of the season, and Henry Ruggs' career is probably over. You know, the thing about Henry Ruggs, that situation, first of all, nothing is more tragic than the loss of life, especially of a young person. She was 23 years old. Right. Uh, I, I mean, didn't know that. This was a very young Dude. person with her entire life ahead of her. And, yeah. and we have to focus on the fact that Henry Ruggs made a very bad decision. And I have, I have deep empathy for him too. Um, for, for everybody. It's a very hard thing to say, you know, when there's a victim like this, it's hard to, uh, and Jesus, we talked about this, this couple of weeks ago, we're talking about a, like, Person, like this is not a football issue, but it has passed the scope of football, right? So now here we are talking about things that aren't football related. It's hard to, in real life, sympathize with somebody who caused the loss of life of a 23-year-old person. It's hard to do that. But it, this was a bad decision. That is, a, it was a, a, how do I say that? This will haunt him for the rest of his life. You're right, Corey. I yeah. think I think he's going to play football again. I really somehow somehow do. I think he's going to serve time in jail, uh, and he should uh, potentially. I really do think he should, but not but not. You know, of course, that's that's a different topic. Here we are, awkward. We're not talking about football related things, and I don't know what to say anymore. But I do think that Henry Ruggs will play again. It's a really horrible thing, and I don't want to make light of the loss of life. But I do think also that Henry Ruggs didn't do this maliciously, and that's the difference. Uh, we see. There were domestic violence situations that will be treated less than this, I think. Michael Vick, let's use him as an example. That wasn't a domestic situation, but that was a very graphic, violent crime that Michael Vick committed. And Michael Vick was not exactly welcomed back, but accepted back into the NFL. And I think that Ruggs could potentially serve his time, do what he needs to do to make things right with himself and with the victim's family, I hope, and, and then come back to football when that's done. But you're right, Tori, Corey, to say that the Raiders, I think, are the second biggest loser here in the draft capital that they've spent. Yeah, uh, obviously tragic. And I know, you know, it's kind of one of those scenarios that it's, some people could easily say it could happen to anyone. But, um, you know, some people just make bad decisions. And this is a guy that lost, uh, I had read today that he had lost his best friend to a, an accident, a car accident. And I think, just if memory serves me right, I didn't remember the whole article or anything, but it was kind of the same scenario. It was a drunk driver situation. So it, it's just, it's really sad that someone, uh, you know, had his eyes opened with the scenario still not really acted upon it, but still just kind of acted reckless enough to put himself in that decision and put himself in that scenario to where it happens to him. 
So it, it's it's obviously horrible in every way. And, you know, in the same league that me and Corey are going to be, um, you know, talking trades, I'm going to be dropping Henry Ruggs. Um, it's just it's what I have to do, you know, football-wise. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that he will serve some jail time. But, you know, Dante Stallworth, uh, we brought this up the other day at work, he actually had the same thing happen to him. He was involved in a DUI it's not, situation. Wait, wait, wait. We got to fix that. Like, this is the wokeness. I'm officially woke. We have to fix this. Nothing happened to Ruggs. Ruggs made a decision. We just, I'm just saying, I want to hold us accountable to that. That's all I want to learn from, from this one is this, nothing happened to Ruggs. Ruggs made a decision. That's what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Right, right, right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Dante Stallworth put himself in the same situation. There we go. Um, and it also happened to him to where he, he made a horrible decision. DUI, loss of life accident, which is obviously horrible and tragic. And he ended up making a comeback in the league, but obviously it wasn't, you know, a, a, a big comeback. Dante Stallworth was an up and coming, you know, wide receiver back in the day that happened and it just kind of derailed his career. Um, so I, I, I kind of am leaning towards, more towards Corey in that aspect of it's, it's probably over, you know, it, it sucks to say that, but a guy as talented as Henry Ruggs is it's even if he serves jail time, comes back, he's obviously very young still. He's probably going to come back and not be the same player. And it's probably just going to be over for him, unfortunately. I, and it's yeah, very important. I don't know a whole lot about the Star Wars situation, but a couple of reasons that I think it's over is one, Henry Ruggs hasn't performed that great thus far in his career. Um, and second that's true all, too. Henry Ruggs was going at 150 miles per hour. That's a, that's a big thing. That's reported, huge thing. reported. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's at that point you're like, you are putting somebody's life at risk, whether you're drunk or not. So, I mean, I mean, at that point you're like borderline already attempting murder. And so, you no. I, you had said reported it's recorded when you get a Corvette, like the car knows how fast it's going and it records that information. It's no different. Sure. It's an airplane. It's an airplane on the ground. And uh, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I don't think it's, I, I asked the same question to myself today. Is it attempted murder? Well, no, it's not attempted murder, but how right. close, how close is it to attempted murder? That's the question I asked myself when you're driving that fast on a street that has stopped. I mean, it's got stoplights. Like <laughs> you have to stop at some point. Yeah. At what, at what point does it become? Yeah. At what point? Are uh, you, yeah, basically I've, I've heard that, you know, this is a, a crime that usually faces two years. I expect him to serve more than two years of time. I expect it. I, I would, my gut says 10 years and he gets out in five or four. That, I, yeah, that's, that's yeah. how I feel about it too. Just yeah. because it was so extreme and reckless. Yeah, it I was mean, very extreme. When you're, when you're doing that, you're going to kill somebody. Like that's just, that's just how it is. We talked about Henry Ruggs for a long time and <laughs> too long, <laughs> probably too long. I bet a bunch of people turn the podcast off by now, but that's fine. No, it's fine. I, no, it's fine. Going. I honestly don't give a shit. If you want to turn it off then turn it off, it's fine. If you don't want to, then I'd love to have you. So Corey picked rugs. Right, here, I'll pick. No, no, no. That's not my pick, but I felt like we needed to talk about it. 
My real pick <laughs> oh, no. is Adrian Peterson and his hair turd. <laughs> We're off the rails now. We're oh. off the rails. That happened fast. Okay. Adrian Peterson and his hair turd is up next. Adrian Peterson. There's a photo, by the way. If you haven't seen it, just go to Twitter or I guess Google will tell you. If you type in, I'll do it right now. Adrian Peterson hair turd. I think it's going to show you the photo that I saw. It's Derrick Henry's hair attached to Adrian Peterson. It, if you Google it, it won't do it. I just checked. Anyway, not the point. <laughs> Adrian Peterson is now the running. I, he's to be the RB one. Is that correct? Like practice, practice squad right now. No, no, not RB one for the league. RB one for the team. No, I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm, yeah, it's a little extreme to say too. Then let's talk about that. So, what is Adrian Peterson's role in Tennessee? He's on the practice squad now to be elevated to the active roster. But we don't know what his role is going to be. I don't see another guy there that has the same, how do I say, um, body type and experience, for one. I mean, but is there somebody, there? there's no lead back there other than potentially Adrian Peterson. Is that correct or am I wrong? Go ahead. I mean, you got Jeremy McNichols back there. He's got seven attempts on the season, but he's been the most relevant person besides... Derrick Henry. Yeah, not a lead back. Yeah. Jeremy yeah, I, McNichols not, has not, seven attempts and is the most relevant player on the team. <laughs> I've heard his name. He has 21 receptions on the year, which he, is more than Derrick Henry. Yes, that's yeah, true. Yes. He's the scat back. Yes. And then Darrington Evans has been mostly injured, who is kind of like a Jeremy McNichols yeah, clone. So uh, two scat backs, that's all they have. So they, they don't have a guy like Derrick Henry. Um, they, they can, you know, a first and second down back, basically a prototype first and second down back. They just don't have it. These guys are both like five, eight, one ninety. So well, yeah, they needed to bring a guy in like Adrian Peterson. That was the thing about Adrian Peterson. that's exciting to me. I went back and only watched the highlights of 2020. So I'll admit only the highlights, all the low lights. I did not see just now 20 minutes before recording the podcast, but I saw Adrian Peterson still had his vision. He was still very aware of himself and his limitations. He was finding the hole. He was getting through. He could make cuts. As a running back, he looked good. He wasn't a power back. You know, he wasn't, he was not the Derrick, he was not a Derrick Henry. I'm not going to pretend that Adrian Peterson can come in and do the things that Derrick Henry did. He cannot. Nobody in the NFL can do what Derrick Henry does. But I do believe that he can be effective. I think in fantasy purposes, um, a running back two every week, I could see him getting 60 or 70 yards and 10 or 20 receiving yards at a touchdown. I mean, I think, I think that's very realistic for him. I think he's, I think he was a good stopgap for them and he didn't cost him a lot of money. So contractually it made a lot of sense too. They're thinking that Derrick Henry is going to be back. So if they can just maintain, they're already at the top of the division by three games. I really do think that this is a winning formula and that I think Adrian Peterson is going to do great. Well, I hope I, I hope you spend all your fab on them. Well, I'm trying really to, do. trying to. <laughs> I don't know. I, he, I think he was fine the last couple of years. I mean, he was serviceable. He doesn't have any of his top end speed Correct. Uh, that he used to have. Correct. I mean, we, we watched his highlight reel from the Vikings and then we watched his lions highlights and it's, it's a different player. I mean, I don't think this guy is going to have uh, any hundred yard rushing games. I really don't. Um, 
he might score some touchdowns there on the goal line, but I do expect Evans and McNichols to be more involved than you guys think they will be. Um, so I'm not, I'm not buying into him thinking he's going to win me a fantasy league or anything like that. The complaints um, that I had about him was as a receiver. I saw that he was his hands seemed sound. The, the ball stuck to him, and I didn't see the lowlights. I only watched the highlights here. But when he caught the ball, it was a very secure catch. The, the problem is they were highlighting receiving plays where he only gained a yard or two after the catch. And so I agree with you there, Corey, that these other running backs are going to be involved more because they're going to have that speed and the swiftness, and, and they're going to have the ability to move around in coverage a little bit better. Uh, so I'm not that, I really am not trying to say that I think Peterson's going to be elite because I don't think he will be. But I do think, like you said, he'll be serviceable. Um. Are you going to put, do I need to talk again about the Bezor or is that going to be in the show? Okay. Yeah. That's in the show. That's at the beginning of the show. Do you want it to be the okay. part about Derek Henry's hair or about what a Bezor is? Both. Okay. Um, I'll put yeah. one at the beginning and one at the end. Perfect. That, that works. Perfect. Uh, but wait, the last thing I was going to say is I, I think Derek Henry getting hurt severely affects the Titans outlook on the rest of the season. I mean, their whole offense is built around the threat of them running the ball with Derrick Henry because he, uh, just to be frank, he's the best back in the league. There's, there's nobody that can do what he does. And the Titans whole offensive game plan is based around what Derrick Henry does. So I, I expect them to lose some games here down the stretch just because they've lost that dynamic to their offense. I mean, Tannehill's been an efficient quarterback the last few years, but that's with Derrick Henry being healthy, and he hasn't looked that great this year. So um, it, just something to watch out for is how the Titans perform in these next few next few weeks, see what happens. Yeah, it's on Ryan Tannehill. So for the rest of the year, uh, Tannehill knows that it, it, it's going to be on him. So Julio has to come back and be actual Julio because if they only have one – main weapon in A.J. Brown. I, I mean, they could double-team him and shut down the Titans. I mean, how how good was this game going to be against the Rams in this upcoming week? I mean, the, the Titans beat in back-to-back-to-back weeks. We got the Bills, Chiefs, and Colts, and then they go up against the Rams. I mean, they were about to prove themselves to be one of the best teams in the NFL, and then they lose their best player on their team. So unfortunately, now that game is going to be going to be kind of a crappy game. But uh, it's on Tannehill. They lost arguably the best player in the NFL. Uh, I mean, he's defying all odds. I'll say that. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be on Tannehill. And so we're going to really see over these next few weeks because their schedule is not the greatest. Like Corey said, you know, expecting you to 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 lose some games down the stretch here. I mean, they don't have an easy way, you know to the end of the season. I mean, they've played some hard games here, but it doesn't get very easy for him on the, on the second half of the year, but it's going to be on Tannehill. So we'll see uh, how he reacts there. All right. Who you guys got? So we, so far we've done rugs, which wasn't supposed to be a pick, but I'm counting it as a pick because that was, <laughs> oh, yeah. a, we had yeah, a long yeah, talk yeah, about rugs yeah, and Peterson and Daniel. So Tony, just take it. No, just, no, no. I was going to pick Peterson. Good. Do you want to talk about Odell Beckham, or do you want to go straight to the I best do, bets? I do. I do. I really like to talk about OBJ. Talk about OBJ, think, and then we'll do best bets. Go ahead. So, so the reports coming out today is that he, according to sources from the inside, is basically not with the team. 
so I fully, I, I'm, I'm shocked we haven't heard him, you know, news that says that he, he is not cut by now. Uh, because I fully expect the Browns to just get rid of him. His dad came out on social media. I don't know if you guys have, have seen this, but his, he's getting a lot of scrutiny because his dad came out, posted this video about how Baker can't hit him, you know, wide open. He's been running routes. He's, you know, super talented, but Baker is the problem. Okay, so his dad's saying that. We got LeBron James posting on social media, free OBJ. Um, obviously, he's he's a pretty vocal person too, but he, you know he keeps it pretty diplomatic when it comes to the Browns. He just says, you know, I'm happy to be here. But we got the free OBJ movement going on right now. So the Browns basically said, you know, he showed up for practice, ready to go, apparently fully healthy, and they said basically you're excused, go home. And the, the higher ups in the Browns and OBJ's agent are discussing the future with the team. I feel like this is going to end in a cut. Um, we we kind of heard some rumors about some teams going after him kind of towards the trade deadline. I think the Raiders were in um, if he gets cut, but the Saints had been discussing possibly a trade because I feel like they kind of knew this Michael Thomas news was coming, which by the way, Michael Thomas is out for the year. Now we should have put him on the list, but that's all we have to really hear about him. But um, are you guys going to be shocked if OBJ gets cut like tomorrow? I wouldn't be shocked. He's been a scrub all year. He's been a scrub ever since he's been with the Browns. I mean, it's, he's got, Go ahead, he's Clay. got, he's played six games this year. He's got 17 catches for 200 yards, no touchdowns. And he's crying. He want he like, yeah, he's getting cut, unless somebody gives him a sixth round pick for him. A sixth round pick? Do you mean that? I mean, yeah. Come on. He's hurt. He's hurt all the time. He doesn't. He's not performing, and he's he's a crybaby. Like he's he's drama. There's not but a lot so of positives of getting Odell Beckham. My my question is, what are you guys gonna feel if the Browns cut him and he signs with the Bucks? I I don't see him getting a lot of catches there either. <laughs> I mean, good. I can name four four receivers that are better than Odell Beckham on the back. Oh, come on. What are you talking he's about? Ta- <laughs> he's still talented. You, can, you can't name four. You can't name four, Corey. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Okay, two. Antonio Stop. Brown. Stop. What? That's it. What? What is who that? Can name, who could you name beyond that? Mike Evans. You already said that oh. one. Antonio Brown. You said that too. Chris yeah. Godwin. Yep. Yeah. Chris Godwin. No, no yep. And stop, 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 stop. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're about to say a name you're going to regret. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing to me was Scotty Miller. Rob Scottie Gronkowski, Miller. bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Rob Gronkowski. laughs> That's actually a valid point. Oh. That's kind of valid. Um, but no. It seems like, according to OverTheCap.com, the Browns will only take on a $12.79 million dead cap hit. Which yeah. doesn't since, sound since good. They couldn't trade him. Yeah, since they couldn't trade him at the trade deadline, which is, you know, ended yesterday, I think, at 4 p.m. or Tuesday, Tuesday at 4. He's, just, he's gone. Yeah. I mean, he has, I, I just don't see him with the Browns. And it seems like him getting claimed off waivers is unlikely too. He is very expensive. This contract's a big contract. I mean, I could not believe how big it was. 
it'd be 8 million next year, 13 million the year after, and 13 more, almost 14 each year, uh, with bonuses and with workout bonuses. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to OBJ. But I ex- uh, Leonard, Fournette, Leonard Fournette has more receiving yards this year than Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, Jesus. That sucks. Hey, Lenny, though, Lenny's been killing it. Hey, he's a better receiver uh, than Odell Beckham Jr. He's a better running back than Odell Beckham Jr. Well, yeah, because Odell Beckham's not All a right. running back. You guys want to do the best bets of the week? Let's do it. Best bets of the week. Welcome back to best bets of the week. Uh, me and Daniel both had a solid week last week. We both went three and one on the season. I am 15, 16 and one. Daniel is 16 and 14. Uh, so tight race. Daniel took the lead. I had the lead there for a minute. I'll just get straight <laughs> into my, I'll, uh, I'll get straight into the picks here. You know, what? let's alternate a little bit, Daniel. Uh, I'll okay. go first you, and you take the second game. Okay, cool. First game of the week, I've got the Chiefs minus seven and a half at home versus the Packers. No Aaron Rodgers this week. He's already been ruled out because of COVID. Uh, Packers are a solid team. Jordan Love's going to start. I don't know. I, I think the Chiefs, they've got the experience here. They're, I know their record sucks. I know they didn't look great Monday night, but they're, they're a good football team. And I just don't expect Jordan Love to come out and compete with Pat Mahomes. I just really don't see that happening. I think the Chiefs are due for another blowout game against somebody. I mean, that's what they've been doing on the regular for the last two or three years. So um, I I feel like it's a safe pick in my eyes. Chiefs by 10, 11 points here. Uh, I think the Packers struggled to put up points. Uh, Chiefs minus seven and a half at home. Noise. Yeah, I'm surprised that spread's not bigger uh, without Aaron Rodgers in there, to be honest. But um, yeah, as Corey mentioned, I, I went three and one last week. And then four and zero the week before. Going in this, going into Sunday night, I was seven and zero, and it really sucks that Dak was labeled out uh, midway through the week. Um, I didn't even have a cash out option on my on my over for that that Cowboys Vikings game, so that kind of sucks. But uh, we'll we'll go into this week. Um, Patriots Panthers um, is a game that I really did not like. Um, Panthers D is pretty good. Stephon Gilmore came back last week. Um, Mac Jones, Mac Jones is pretty solid as a quarterback, but he's still a rookie. So I feel like the Panthers defense is good enough. Um, and the Patriots defense is also good enough to shut down Sam Darnold. I don't expect, wait, I take that back. I got a notification about a couple hours ago that Sam Darnold probably is not even going to be the quarterback this week. It's P.J. Walker. So that is another wow. reason why I don't like this game. Yes, I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Hey, I don't PJ expect Walker. Sam Darnold. Hey, P.J. Walker. Hey, I love it. it up. I love it. But I don't expect Christian McCaffrey to be back this week, even though his practice window is opened. He's off IR. His practice week uh, window is open, but I don't think he is going to be active. So we got the normal Panthers struggling offense with P.J. Walker at quarterback. The Panthers' defense is good. Patriots' defense is good. I, this is kind of a recipe for an under game. Uh, the problem is Vegas put this over under at 41. I'm still going to take the under. I, I like the under on this. I think this is going to be just a grind game. Um, I, I'm going to take under 41. I think you'll see a theme. 
the rest of my pick. Who do you got next, Corey? I was muted. Sorry about that. I've got the Raiders minus three and a half at the Giants. Giants are still stink balls. The Raiders have still played well, even without John Gruden. I just feel like the Raiders are a much better team here. I expect them to go and win this game. Um, I, and I, that's all it really comes down to. Uh, I think the Raiders just cover the three and a half as a better team. Giants stink. That's it. Well, did you hear, too, that there is a big outbreak of COVID within the Giants organization? Like 12 staff members have tested positive so far this week. Oh, yeah, I definitely knew that. Yep. Yeah, and Saquon Barkley is one of them who just opened up to come back in, and now he's going to be out this week because he tested positive on a retest. Uh, I actually didn't know all that information, but I'm glad you had it, and I'm glad I made the Raider pick uh, minus three. Yeah. So um, Saquon, who is vaccinated, by the way, tested negative on the second retest. So if you're vaccinated, you need two negative um, retests to be able to be activated. So he's one down, but that doesn't count the rest of the people that are. I mean, we're probably going to hear a lot more about the Giants this week as far as COVID, because like I said, a dozen members of them. So I, I like that pick a lot with the Raiders. Um, especially after this week with the turmoil. They've had a couple bad weeks here, losing John Gruden and Henry Ruggs here within a, like a three-week span. But I mean, is um, there a like, worse like two weeks? Is there a worse two weeks? Seriously? <laughs> uh, to lose your head coach and then the first-round draft pick of the last year? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, so my next game, Falcons-Saints. Uh, this game, the Falcons, Calvin Ridley basically just quit the team. Uh, focusing on his mental health, which, you know, it is what it is. Kyle Pitts and Corderell Patterson, Cordero, um, those are kind of their only off offensive pieces. And the Saints have taped last week. Uh, they played – the Falcons played the Panthers last week, and the Panthers did a great job of shutting down Kyle Pitts. They basically double-teamed him. They, they put their best corner on him. They played an extra safety over the top. The Saints are going to watch that film, and they're going to do the same thing. And guess what? The Saints have Marshawn Latin. So I don't expect the Falcons to be able to do much here. The Saints, is a, the Saints are a good defense. And then the Saints also lost Jameis Winston. And I don't believe that much in Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is coming out of a concussion. We still have no guarantee that he's going to be starting. So we there there is a possibility that we may be with Trevor Simeon. Either way, the over-under on this game is 42 and a half, and I'm taking the under. I don't feel like the Falcons are going to be able to move the ball. And then the Saints, even though the Falcons have a bad defense, their offense is not, you know, a juggernaut offense. So I'm 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 taking just the odds here that they're going to score below 42 and a half combined points. Just the division game, it feels like just another one of those games that are just going to be just absolutely low scoring and a last second victory of some kind. Third game of the week. I've got the Browns plus two and a half. Uh, is it at the Bengals? It is at the Bengals. A lot of this just comes down to, I think the Browns are the better team. I know the Bengals have looked good most of the year. I was trying to pull up their schedule so far, but they just lost to the Jets which is a pretty pretty sad loss. They have beat some good teams, um, but I am assuming Mayfield's back this week. 
Uh, I think the run game's a little better there in uh, Cleveland. I Whenever I see a team I like more getting points, I'm just going to take that. I, I think the Bengals are a little bit fake. I, I know they've got some big wins, but um, if you're that good of a team, I don't think you're losing to the Jets and their backup quarterback and giving up 34 points last week. So give me the Browns plus two and a half at the Bengals. Holy shit, Corey. You've got a, you've got one of those big spreads that you don't ever do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do I've it. done a few this year. You've done a few. You've done uh, three or four, I think this year. Yeah. Do it. Do it again. Uh, yeah. I, I've got the bills minus 14 and a half at the Jags. I was just talking about it last week. I don't know who I was talking to about it, but I can't believe as much of a weapon as Trevor Lawrence is that the Jags are just incapable of putting up points. Like I get it. If they're a bad team and they're going to lose because you know, if they're losing 31 to 17 or 31 to 24 or something like that, where the defense just isn't doing their job, but hell they can't even put up points. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback, but obviously something else is wrong there. They're just terrible. Um, I, the, I expect the Bills to just trample, trample the Jags at home this week. I, I don't see any hope for that offense to put up enough points to cover here. Um, I And it blows my mind. I think they should be putting up points, but they're just not. They're just that bad. So, yeah, Bills minus 14 and a half. Bills are one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Um, my last two, Cardinals and 49ers. The last time uh, these two teams played early in the season, the final score was 17 to 10. And the Cardinals did not look good against the 49ers. Well, they're playing again, and Kyler Murray is hurt. And the last I heard about his ankle injury, it should be a one- to three-week recovery time. But he's going to try to play basically on no practice this week. And Cliff Kingsbury already came out and said that he's going to be a game-time decision. Well, he's not the only one that's hurt. DeAndre Hopkins is also hurt. We heard about it last week. He came into the game very hurt. He caught a long ball, re-injured. I believe it was his hamstring. Um, so their best two players on the on both sides of the ball are hurt. And the 49ers have not looked all that hot. The Cardinals have a good defense. The over-under on this one is the highest of all my picks here. It's 45 and a half. And I just don't see a way that they get there. Um, on this rematch here. I mean, 10 to 17 last time, and these were when this is when both teams were healthy. So I'm going to take the under on 45 and a half for Card- Cardinals 49ers there in another division matchup. Um, and then the last pick that I have is unfortunately another Monday night game. And I cannot see a world where this game is a high scoring game. This is going to be Steelers versus Bears. And both of these offenses have been very anemic. And Justin Fields is supposedly going to get another another crack at it. Um, he played well last week, but he's going up against the Steelers' defense this week. Big Ben looked awful again last week. You know, barely able to squeak out some stats. I mean, he's got a great offense around him, but a, a bad offensive line. Big Ben just looks awful. And he's going up against the Bears' defense this time. Vegas knows, okay, They've put this over under at 40 points, which just talking about odds here, the odds are that this game is going to go over 
but I'm going to take the under under 40 points on Monday night for Steelers Bears. So I'm taking the under in all four of mine this week, which are all pretty low 41, 42 and a half, 45 and a half, and 40. But I think the Steelers Bears game ha- just kind of has the recipe to be maybe the worst game of the week. And it's very unfortunate because it's a primetime game and everyone's going to be tuning in and they'll probably all tune out by halftime. <laughs> Man, primetime is tough to watch for me, boys. <laughs> the Monday games, I'll tell you what, yeah. the Manning the Manning broadcast is really good. I'll tell you, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is really good. Uh, it, plus, it, it has its flaws. I get distracted. Sure, that's fine. Um, but primetime this week, uh, you guys have got the Colts and Jets. Tony, are you going to be there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be there, too. Corey, oh, really? are you going? Um, I hadn't thought about it, but I kind of want to get tickets now. Uh, there well, you go. Let's go. We could all we could all three be there. I, yeah, let's go. I will be there. Yeah. So we'll see. Mike White uh, making his second start. <laughs> If he comes in and beats the Colts, I don't know what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. <laughs> is hey, I don't I don't want to talk about that right now. Actually, no, I, I would I wouldn't either. But did I, I, that, did you do the Steelers Bears under? Let's just move on. I don't want to talk about this. Anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steelers Bears yeah, yeah. under forty. I mean, this game it, it can be it can be ten to seven. I mean, who knows? If this game goes over, I'll be shocked. That's literally all you have to say about that. No, no, I went on and on and on. Okay. You you just apparently were not listening. To well, me, I was I was distracted. I'm sorry. I was I was I'm sorry. I was Barry, another screen. I went on for ten minutes about how this awful matchup is gonna ruin okay. everyone's Monday night. Well, when you brought up the Colts Jets, I didn't want to talk about it and I just reverted back to the show sheet and went to the last thing I knew. I'm sorry, I panicked, I was uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, let me see here. Colts tickets are 20 bucks tomorrow for nosebleed. <laughs> no, Ooh. no. I might be in the party oh, deck. What's, no. uh, like, what's, like, 400, 300 level? What's that cost? Uh, 87 and the 400 level. Oh, yeah. Do that. Sideline? 60, 64. Um, that was in the corner. Okay. I think we're sitting in a two, 200 level. 200 level, you're looking at one over, oh, 88 bucks at the oh, zero yard. That is, that is not yeah, face value. Bought, That's not face value. We bought tickets like three weeks ago when Zach Wilson was supposed to be there. Yeah, okay, they wait. were a lot more expensive than that. <laughs> hey, what's uh, what's a, a section that you like to sit a lot, Tony? Is there a, a section that you like? Well, that you sit we sit lower level near the five yard line and we miss a lot of the play, but I would the best, the like a corner seat in the stadium in like the 300 level is amazing because it's a good value ticket and you can see the whole play where we, where we sit, we can't see the play. So we're just literally, I mean, we can see a little bit of the coverage at the beginning we can figure out who's open and who's not. But once they snap the ball and start moving, it happens so fast and we're at such a low angle that it is hard for us. I mean, we're not, I'm not a professional football player or coach, so it is hard for me to figure out exactly who's going where. Um, at the higher levels, it's a little bit easier. I love 300. Anyway, um, don't you guys have to make a trade? Yeah, I was actually, I've been researching that while we were blabbering. 
Well, we're done blabbering. So, You've got five minutes from right now, and I am starting a timer. Well, hold on. Let's not start the timer yet. we got to give a little context here. Okay, go ahead. So, Daniel, are you at the point where you're ready to rebuild and you're just dumping? So, yes and, yes and no. I, I'm keeping... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm giving up on the season, so technically I am in a rebuild. Okay. Yes. So it's a di- dynasty me. league, so it's a, it's an all-time league, so it keep it keeps going. So yes. Ten team dynasty PPR. Um, I am currently seven and one. I am in first place, uh, so I'm definitely in win now mode. I have three running backs on IR, which is important to note. My top three running backs, which are David Montgomery, Chris Carson, and Kareem Hunt, at 9.49 last evening, uh, uh, Wednesday evening. No, Tuesday evening is when I received this text. I'm starting the timer now. Uh, I was offered Dalvin Cook for C.D. Lamb in a 2023 first. And it's a little much. Um, I would love to have Dalvin Cook, uh, but I don't think I'm going to give that much up for him. Daniel, what picks did you acquire in your trade the other night? Wait, wait, wait. Here's the deal. You have four minutes and 42 seconds remaining to make a trade. If you, okay. I'll start it. I'll start, restart it after the rules. Here's the rules. You have five minutes to make a trade from here on out. If okay. you don't make a trade, you both take five shots. So I'm, I'm going to give you the option out, but you both have to pay for it. Okay? I don't like that at all. I don't, I'm not very confident this is going to happen. Well, it's one or the other. <laughs> you got five minutes to make a trade. If, okay. if you're going to try to get deals done, who's you, who are you going to? You're starting right now. Go. You're going to Daddy Wilk. You, <laughs> you said that last week, and you you didn't offer me very much at all from DK. Well, listen, we just got to talk about it for a second. Um, did you get two first-round picks the other night? Yeah, one one twenty-two and one and twenty-three. That was for Cooper Cup, though, the number one fantasy player right now. Yeah, he's like thirty-two years old, though. I mean, no, he's not. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dalvin Cook's, you know, he's a running back, man. He may only 26. have two or three years left Dalvin Cook. So he just re-signed. Pause. Five shots on the line. Here's what I have to offer you, Daniel. Here we go. Dalvin Cook, I'll give you my 2022 first, and I will give you my 2023 first. Two first-round picks right now, and I will. you can get rid of Dalvin Cook. I don't. I don't know if I like that enough. I. You know who I want. I on, on okay. your team, and I traded him to you. You know who I want. You want CD Lamb. Okay. Yeah. What What has to happen there? I mean, I. I need Dalvin Cook and for CD Lamb. Oh my God. I was not going to intervene, but that is a t- that's a tough ask. That's a tough ask. I, I CD Lamb's my guy. I uh, I think that's what I got to have for him. I, he is he's an absolute stud. What is this year two, year three for him? And he's just he's a stud. Yeah, I, here's the thing. This this is a PPR league, so it's enough to have like a running back, but also a running back that catches and. Then you have a running back that catches that also gets first and second down work. And this is an absolute bell cow running back. This is the most valuable. You have three you know, minutes to make a trade. Person that you can have in this league. I I understand. I think 
I have 10 years left of C.D. Lamb. I don't think I have more than five years left of Dalvin Cook. C.D. Lamb has games where this year, two catches, three catches, four catches. I mean. Daniel, what do you want on top of C.D. Lamb? You like C.D. Lamb. What do you want on top of him? Well, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen. Well, try. You have to try. You have two minutes and 26 seconds to remain. What is I, like I said, I, I wasn't confident that this was going to happen. Okay, so this is a disaster. Okay. So, no, it's not so Daniel's shutting down. Okay, but it's we're going to bring him back to life here. Do you what if I give you those two first round picks for Dalvin Cook? What else would you want on top of those first round picks? I, I would probably rather keep Dalvin Cook just for those first. I, I would have to hit for sure. On those on those first round picks, so you're not rebuilding, not to the point where I'm giving away Dalvin Cook for lottery tickets. Because I could that trade would... Dalvin Cook two years from now. I could trade Dalvin Cook next year. Yeah, I could trade Dalvin can. Cook at the draft because he's absolutely. he's going to finish the year way better than he started. I mean, he may be the running back one from here on out. But like you said, you've got Kareem Hunt on IR, Montgomery on IR, Chris Carson on IR. And you, you're starting James Conner and Kenny Gainwell, and you're trying to go for the ship here at 7-1. and one. You need a guy like Dalvin Cook. Oh, he's holding out on you. You've, so got, a, if, you've got a minute, Corey. you got one minute. Or everybody so takes five shots. Let me Except ask you this, me. Corey. If you made this trade, Dalvin Cook for C.D. Lamb and, say, like a second-round pick next year instead of a first, but you won the championship this year, you wouldn't think that's worth it? You just said a second-round pick. That would be worth it. So, no, I'm talking about if you won the championship this year because of Dalvin Cook, you wouldn't think that's worth it. All right, my dominator app's not looking, working. Here's a final offer, Daniel. You give me Dalvin Cook... Hold on, let me see what I have left here. Corey, you got 20 seconds, Corey. You got 20 seconds to get this Dalvin offer in. Cook, your first rounder in 22, either one, you can pick. I'll give you C.D. Lamb and a 2023, or I'm sorry, uh, this year's second rounder. So C.D. Lamb, this year's second, and I get Dalvin Cook in this year's first. Why don't I give you this year's first and Dalvin Cook for C.D. Lamb and next year's first? Because either way, it's going to be a low, low pick. You know that. So either way. Will someone okay, please file for an one. extension? Someone file for you're, an extension, please. We're, Somebody. we're close. We're close. Okay. We're close. We're okay. close. File for an extension. So okay. either you're seven and one. Your, your team is good enough to where it's going to be a late pick either way. So I'm already giving you a first round pick this year, which is Tony's. And then you give me, so Dalvin cook in a first for CD lamb in a first. I don't, I don't see why this is hard for you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm processing your offer. Cause my offer is different. So you're saying, yeah, yeah. You're going to give me cook and a 2022 first. Yep. And I'm going to give you a 2023 first. Lock it in. Let's go. Deal's done. Daniel? 
Done. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. three. I've talked about Derrick Henry's hair before in forever. I told her it looked like a, di- a giant turd, and she goes, no, it looks like a bezoar. And a bezoar, yeah, let me see if I can get the definition here. <laughs>